In this episode of Fictional Hangover, we talk about shady alcohol deals in the alcove next to the vending machine. Being made of 80% fan fiction and 40% Twilight, Jared Leto's Joker origin story, a stale croissant dipped in cheap vodka, <laughs> you're like my own personal brand of croissant, and shit bags everywhere <laughs> in our discussion of Heartstopper Volume 3 by Alice Oseman, featuring Superfan Drew. <laughs> shit bags everywhere. Everybody, welcome to Fictional Hangover, a podcast about young adult and new adult books, series, authors, and voice actors that is full of spoilers. I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire, and today we're going to discuss Heartstopper Volume 3 by Alice Osman. Standard disclaimer. If you haven't read this book, please remember that Fictional Hangover is all about spoilers. If you haven't read or listened and don't want to be spoiled, ooh, you can't listen to this one, fuck me. If you haven't read and don't want to be spoiled, stop listening to us and go read the book, then come back. If you haven't in this book, want to pretend that you have, or if you don't care about spoilers, or if you just like the show so much that you don't care about any of that, then listen up. Yeah, there's no audiobook, and this book hasn't made it into the TV series yet. Yeah, so none of it. You just have to read it. You just have to read it or listen to us talk about it. Or Good both. Good options. Well, there's a little bit of background information. Let's have some more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I just thought this was really cute information, and it's not necessarily anything based on the book or, like, anything important about this book specifically. But people often ask Alice Oseman what careers Nick and Charlie go into when they're older, and so she answered that, and I just thought it was really cute. She says she imagines Nick plays semi-professional rugby for a few years before becoming a primary school teacher. Aww, he would be so good. I know. And Charlie likes books, so she always imagined he might go into publishing. Oh. Okay, I can see that. I mean, you know, I would, I would rather he be a children's librarian if you like books so much and then he can also be precious and then they'll be just precious together and that's the end of that preciousness ah well you might not be a children's librarian because you know librarianship isn't as good in the uk as it is in other countries yeah but he might be in children's publishing that's fine that's a that's he, a fair he might stop the flood of bad celebrity authors oh god on the market <laughs> That's a fair compromise. I will allow it. Thank you. Thank you. Because <laughs> it's all up to me, of course. That's my initial thought, too. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't have any initial thoughts, because if you haven't picked it up from the first two Heartstopper episodes, I'm just along for the ride on these. I'm here to be some sarcasm and some American. Yes, you're the American that we need. We're going to Paris. We're going to Paris, Amanda. <gasps> Yay, Paris. <sighs> yep. Jambon. All right. Fromage. No. Bibliothèque. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Je m'appelle Claire. <laughs> good. It's very good. Je ne peux pas pas. Is it something about bread? Something about no my french is no good i don't know any french anyway 
Shall we? If you ask my teachers at school, neither do I. Hey. Let's go into summarizing. Let's <laughs> do that. In Nick's diary, dated the 23rd of May, he writes about having a boyfriend now. It's strange and wonderful, and Charlie is the best, but sexuality is complicated. Nick wants to start telling their friends that they're together, and he's just told his mom that he's bisexual, but he's concerned about everyone finding out because of the bullying Charlie went through the year before, and because no one knows he likes guys. I mean, he barely knows. Give yourself he a break, knows. man. He's just found out he likes guys. Give yourself well. a break. He, he's hard on himself. He really him. is. Okay. Over at Charlie's house, Charlie's parents signed the permission slip for the school trip to Paris. Charlie will be going on after final exams. Then Charlie tells them he has a boyfriend. It's Nick. Mm. His parents are happy Charlie has found someone, but are surprised that it's Nick. They thought he was straight because he's very sporty and sort of laddish. Charlie points out that sexuality isn't defined by those factors. And Charlie lets them know Nick's mum knows, but Nick's sexuality so far and coming out to her went well with him. Tori walks in then, but she caught Charlie and Nick kissing, so she already knows. Now that Charlie and Nick's relationship has changed, Charlie's dad lays down the no sleepover, no hanky-panky, bedroom door open at all times rule. It's, it's so embarrassing. It's very embarrassing. Very. And... Charlie relays this conversation and the no hanky-panky thing to Nick and, well, they're not there yet. Days pass full of exams, revisions, and cute texts. Nick has not spoken to his friends since their trip to the cinema, and he got in a fight with Harry, a huge homophobic dickhead, after some bigoted comments about Charlie. Punch that guy in the face again. Christian, Cy, and Otis approach Nick to apologize and admit they should have stood up to Harry and told him to fuck off ages ago because they really like Charlie and they promise to do better. Nick accepts their apology, but doesn't tell them that he and Charlie are a couple because Christian says Nick and Charlie are such good mates. After Nick goes to catch his bus, Cy and Otis berate Christian for his good mates line because they suspect Nick and Charlie are together, and while they're totally fine with that, they were really hoping that Nick would have told them. Aww. Don't, <laughs> Christian, you idiot. Don't call them bros out loud. No. Stop no. it. Well, a week later, after rugby, Nick is frustrated he didn't come out to his friends. Charlie is totally fine with that and tells Nick there is no deadline. Plus, with the stress of exams, being out and being in the centre of school, school gossip, it just would be too much. Nick tells Charlie he's there if he needs to talk, though at the moment, Charlie wants to be kissed. Which is when Mrs. Singh Stevens walks in on them. Mrs. Singh Stevens asks to speak to Nick when they're done and tells him he's going to be the rugby captain next school year, but also that she knows how difficult it is to be gay in sports, so she's there if anyone causes him any trouble. Speaking of trouble, when Nick gets home from school, he finds that his brother is home from university, and David's a shit. He is a shitbag. He is a total shitbag. The next morning at school, Nick is tired because his brother, shocking no one, was being a shit. 
on the plus side, Tao, Alad, and L are also going on the Paris trip over the summer, and there is a meeting later that they're all going to be at. So Charlie thinks it will be a good time to tell them about being a couple. Perfect! The meeting is packed as it's a joint trip between Truem and Higgs schools. On another positive note, Tara and her girlfriend Darcy are also going. As Charlie and Nick debate when to tell everyone, they can't help but notice the looks Tao and Elle keep giving each other and decide not to intrude on their maybe, maybe not flirtation. The teachers hosting the meeting and who will be supervising the trip, Mr. Ajai and Mr. Farouk, go over the rules and one stands out. Boys will be sharing rooms with boys and girls will share with girls. Charlie and Nick and Tara and Darcy give each other happy looks. <laughs> it's great to be gay! Hey. <laughs> Tao and Elle take their room arrangement forms to the front. Charlie, Nick, Alad and Tao will share one room and Tara, Darcy, Elle and another friend, Sahar, will share another. Charlie decides to take his time to tell Alad that he and Nick are together. Alad had already worked it out, but is grateful they told him. Alex suggests they not tell Tao yet because Tao isn't subtle and he may have been the reason Charlie was out at the year before. It was a total accident, but he was talking loudly about it in the corridor and was overheard. Oh, that's mm, good. That's no Obviously, this upsets Charlie and he doesn't want to talk about it. Unfortunately, it's a few days before Nick is able to see him as Charlie has been tied up with family stuff. Thankfully, though, Charlie can stop by after school on Monday. Charlie has a long day. School sucks without Nick there. It's totally unfair that year 11s get to start their holidays early. They... No, it's not as a year, <laughs> excellent year 11. It's fine. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I guess our senior year did end a little early. Because you have exams and there's no point going into school when you've finished your exams. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway... They spend the rest of the day doing very little, and eventually Nick asks Charlie how he's feeling about Tao. Charlie knows his friend meant nothing malicious and can't be 100% responsible, but it was a very difficult time that he's still processing. Nick holds him and listens until Charlie falls asleep on his shoulder. Oh, that's so cute. When Nick goes back to his room after getting a snack for him and a cup of tea for Charlie, he finds his brother David... Air quote, making friends with Charlie. Nick tells him, fuck off, because David is an asshole, and is being an asshole and making comments that worry Charlie and just frankly piss off Nick. David had sleeped around Nick's room and found pictures of Nick kissing Charlie, though he tries to put blame on their mum, telling him they are a couple, not his snooping. The argument gets heated and loud, and their mum comes to put a stop to it. As Nick sees Charlie out, his mum berates David. Charlie is deeply troubled by the incident and asks, why is being out so complicated? Because people are shitbags. Tiny, precious baby, people are shitbags. Charlie tries to text Nick, but it takes a while for him to respond because David, again, shocking no one, is being a massive dick. Nick is sorry for not telling him and letting David find out his own snoopy way, but Charlie is still supportive of Nick taking his time. They talk about how shitty it is for a while, and then Charlie almost, almost texts, I love you, but deletes it before sending. Aww. Ow. 
Nick and Charlie constantly text each other for the next week, but luckily the Paris trip is soon. Tao still doesn't know about Charlie and Nick, and Charlie is feeling guilty about it. Offloading to Allard at lunch, Allard admits to possibly projecting because a relationship with his childhood friend Daniel is becoming romantic and they wanted to keep it secret, to keep it their thing. Ultimately, Allard tells Charlie not to worry about other people's feelings and do what is right for them. Sound advice, Allard. Very, very good advice, Allard. You're a good friend. Finally, it's Paris trip day. Hugs and kisses are dispensed by parents as everyone piles into the coach. As Nick and Charlie are picking their seats, they spot asshole Harry. He's been ignoring Nick since the cinema incident, so everything between them should be fine. Register is taken and they're off. Soon, they arrive at their hotel in Paris and are assigned their rooms. The rooms fit four, but are shared with two double beds. Yeah, ooh, mmm. Mm. How's that gonna turn out? Alad and Tao claim a space in both beds. Oh, man! So, no sleeping together for our precious tiny baby cinnamon rolls. Look, Nick is big. Could he not just pick one of them up and chuck him over to the other bed? He's a big, that strong been- guy. Like just that would have been the the right thing to do. It, come on. Anyway, Charlie <laughs> Tao tells Charlie he did it on purpose so he didn't have to awkwardly share with Nick. Insert oh, Before Charlie can correct him and tell him that they're together, the girls interrupt. Alan and Tao leave with the girls, which leaves Nick and Charlie alone to do some kissing. Later, as a group, they head to a restaurant and Nick notices Charlie has barely touched his food, which makes him concerned. That night, they hold hands between the beds as they sleep. It's so cute! The next morning, Tao, who definitely has a crush on Al, has an embarrassing moment with her and refuses to believe she likes him back. Anywho... Now it's time to explore Paris, and the group splits up. Tao and Elle explore Musée de Montmartre together, and the rest wander the city. They stop for ice cream, but Charlie declines, saying he's still full from lunch. Nick asks him how, because he barely ate, and Charlie becomes defensive. Nick is concerned about Charlie not eating and talks to Allard about it on the way to the ice cream parlour. Allard hadn't noticed, but suggests talking to Charlie if it concerns him. At the ice cream parlour, Nick astounds them with his perfect, fluent French. Because, yeah, his dad is French. And, you know, he's been speaking it since birth. (laughs) Meanwhile, Charlie and Tara have a heart-to-heart talk about Tara and Darcy being out as a couple and how Tara became comfortable in her position because it was very similar to Nick's. Later, in the hotel room, Nick asks Tao how things went with Elle. At first defensive, Tao soon pours his heart out. And that boy is so in love, it's precious. Nick tells Tao that sometimes it's worth taking a risk and starts considering his own situation. Tao leaves for the vending machine and Charlie comes in. They start making out and it starts to get heavier and they only stop because they could get caught. However, 
The next morning, Charlie spots a hickey on his neck. And today is the trip to the Eiffel Tower. The hickey is super obvious and starts the gossip mill, though Tao being Tao assumes it's just a bruise. Bless bless Tao, sweet summer child. Strangely, asshole Harry stops the joking and sticks up for Nick and Charlie, which that's odd. While Charlie has his picture taken with Tao and Allard, Nick notices a missed call from his dad. It was supposed to meet up while Nick was in the city, but his dad is not making time for him. Why? Why is everyone in Nick's life a shitbag? Except his mom. Apart from his mom and and sweet Nelly, sweet dog Nelly. <laughs> it's impossible for a dog to be a shitbag. They can create shit bags. They can and do. <laughs> bags and bags of shit. Bags and bags of shit. <laughs> Later, Charlie and Tao are looking at the pictures they took, and Charlie finally tells Tao he and Nick are going out and have been since April. Tao is mm. shocked they've been together three months, and he's upset that everyone else knew but him. He's also upset because Charlie didn't tell him, and now he thinks he's not a good friend and would have fucked it all up for them somehow. Charlie is upset that he upset Tao. You know, if we would have just they, said all of this out loud in the beginning, yeah, it might not have been so bad. Yeah. The next day, Nick notices Charlie not eating again, though he claims it's because he's not feeling well. Nick packs him a croissant for later, just in case. On today's itinerary is the Louvre. Tao and Elle wander off and into a quiet corner. Elle starts kissing him. <laughs> the others get lost as a group and decide that, FYI, the unmourned Lisa is unimpressive. Come on! <laughs> and sorry. It's one of my favourite panels, that one as well. <laughs> During the, their wandering, Charlie gets dizzy and passes out, but luckily he was able to call out to Nick, who catches him. Charlie's only out for a few seconds, but Allard has fetched the teachers. They make sure Charlie's okay and encourage him to eat and drink something. Nick tells Charlie he's noticed Charlie doesn't eat much and that it's gotten worse lately, and he's worried about him. Charlie admits he doesn't like eat like normal people because it's something he can control and it gets worse when he's stressed. Nick appreciates Charlie opening up and offers to be there however he needs him to be. As they head back to the others, Nick gets a call from his dad. And once again, he has to cancel. On the plus side, Charlie got to hear Nick speaking fluent French. And it is so hot. They hug and promise to talk when they've got shit going on. Both thinking, I love you, but neither one saying it out loud. Back on the coach, Alad conspires with Nick to force Charlie and Tao to sit together. They both apologize, acknowledge the conversation kind of went wrong, and make promises to not be an idiot and to be a better friend. On a more important topic, Tao reveals he and Elle kissed. Squee! And then everyone's eardrums explode because of the squee. <laughs> the next morning, Tao tells Charlie he should see the girls for makeup to cover the hickey. Well, dang it. Why didn't you That's say obvious. that the day before? Because he thought it was a bruise. 
Hickey covered The Day is Spent at Shakespeare and Company One in Wandering the City. That night, Charlie takes Nick to an alcove by the vending machine to make out, but they are caught by the teachers. Neither Mr Ajay or Mr Farouk are bothered that the boys are making out, but they are bothered that they are out of their room after curfew. In fact, Mr Ajay flirts outrageously with Mr Farouk, and um, it's not unwanted attention. (laughs) The next day is Tara's birthday, and the teachers allow the students to have a party in her room, but they ask that they keep the noise down and tell them that they can't have alcohol, which Darcy sees as a challenge. During the day, they visit the Arc de Triomphe, and at lunch, Nick asks Charlie if he'd be more comfortable eating somewhere quieter, as he's noticed Charlie hasn't touched his plate. They move away from the group, and Charlie seems more at ease. A group message is sent reminding everyone to bring their own snacks and wear PJs for Tara's party, which Darcy has scored some vodka for. The girls' room is huge, by the way, and it's like three times bigger than the boys, and they are so jealous. (laughs) And it has a balcony. (laughs) And pretty much all the students are there. Eventually, Nick and Charlie head onto the balcony for some quiet time together. After a little while, Darcy brings them some vodka, and it's like the worst and probably most cheapest stuff she could get. And we'll not be drinking that anymore. No. Thank you very much. No, Mm-mm. nah, just just pass paint on stripper that. would be kinder. Mm. A little later, Harry knocks on the room door, but Darcy and Tara won't have any homophobes at their party. Harry calls out to Charlie and Nick because he wants to talk. Actually, he wants forgiveness. Harry knows what he said and did was wrong. Charlie takes a stand and puts Harry in his place. And while he's glad that Harry has seen the error of his ways, he shouldn't have to give out congratulations when personal growth is realizing that you've been a dick. Charlie ends the conversation by telling Harry that one sorry doesn't make up for all the shit he's put people through. Harry leaves, and the room erupts in cheers for Charlie. Yay! And after that drama, it's time for Truth or Dare. The dares are Liam, and in One Truth, who gave Charlie the hickey, Nick and Charlie used it as an opportunity to come out. Everyone is over the moon and peppers them with questions. However, the moment is interrupted by Darcy, who doesn't feel well. Tara and the others whisk her to the teachers who are unimpressed, to say the least, by Darcy being drunk and not believing her at all when she tells them she's suffering from food poisoning. They are even less impressed when she throws up in one of their beds. (laughs) Everyone is sent back to their room while the teachers deal with Darcy. Allard and Tao decide to stay with the girls for a big sleepover so Nick and Charlie can have the room to themselves. Ooh! Ooh. Can I just say, someone else has a bed to themselves. Our teacher friends. Oh no, too bad she vomited on my bed. Oops. Oh, let us take this flirtation Oops. to the mattress. Oops. <laughs> I think they planned the whole thing. <laughs> or Darcy getting absolutely hammered yes, and yes, throwing up yes, everywhere. Yes, they planted. Yeah, you can they planted. Definitely, definitely. She. Who do you think she scored the vodka from? Yeah, really. <sighs> okay, so 
Back to Nick and Charlie. They obviously make out a lot, goof around, and play wrestle on the bed. When things get a bit hot and heavy, they stop and agree that neither of them are ready for, you know, the next step yet. So, more making out it is. They end up falling asleep in each other's arms. Meanwhile, Darcy and Tara have been sent back to their room, and, oh no, here it is, the teachers! Sharing a bed. <laughs> oh, it's such a shame. So sad. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> the next day, Lily, Paris. On the journey back, Charlie and Nick tease each other about being Facebook official. At home, their parents are waiting with lots of hugs. As Charlie's parents drive him home, he googles how to tell someone I love you. <laughs> Nick, driving home with his mum and Nelly the dog, is looking through his pictures. He notices that in all of the pictures when they're eating, Charlie hasn't touched his food. So he googles eating disorders. Oh. Mm. End of volume three. End. 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 (sighs) All right. We need to pause for a second, everyone. You get to listen to a promo for another show, and we're dragging someone on to join us. Yeah, kicking and screaming. Kicking and screaming. (laughs) Hi, I'm Bethany Finger, the host of Prince Kai Thampod, a Marissa Meyer book club podcast. Join me every week during my read-along journey through all of the books by author Marissa Meyer, One chapter at a time, spoiler free. Each episode will feature a different guest, new fan art, and laughter and joy through reading. You can find Prince Kai Fanpod on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all other listening platforms. And now, back to the show. All right. And now we're back from our break. And as we promised... Kicking and screaming. Though she's calmed down now. Kicking and screaming. Here is super fan Drew. Yay! It's a me! Yay! Thanks, Mario. Yay! <laughs> I'm back. Look, we don't need... We With don't thanks. need bad Italian accents in this one. We need bad French accents. Zutelo! Bibliothèque! Fromage! Jambon! Oh. Oh. <laughs> I can't do French and I don't... I don't think I should do French. <laughs> Mademoiselle Geraldine's. <laughs> oh, no. The only French I can do is the, you know, pardon my French, and then all cuss words all the time. Ah, uh, um, I can do bonjour and comme ci, bon. comme ça. Bon. That, that's my French. Still count to ten. Very. <laughs> so... We dragged Drew kicking and screaming, although, as already noted, she has stopped kicking and screaming. It was kicking and screaming away from Twilight back right. to Heartstopper. Yes, yes. So. and that's hard for you, even though you love both of them. I mean, which one do you love more? I do. It's hard to say. <sighs> All right, no comment. I will say one thing. <laughs> All vampires. All the time. Yes. Mm. Yes. My Please see our red bubble shop where you can get that on lots of bloody merchandise. A nice decorative pillow really suits the room. 
It's really nice on the pillow. I still need to buy the clock, though. I... I never thought about it buying a clock. It was meant for the clock. All vampires <laughs> all the time was made purposely to put on a clock. That makes sense. I like that clock. Yeah. Now I need to <laughs> anyway, let's talk about the Heartstopper. That unfortunately does not Although have I do, vampires in. I know. I do appreciate the vampire talk, though. You're welcome. Because I need it. Mm-hmm. I need it. Because this book is too precious for me, and they just keep getting more precious. <laughs> oh, the next one's hard one, though. The next one, Ugh. volume four, is a hardcore one. Yeah, that that one, a, next volume four comes with many trigger warnings. Mm-hmm. Okay, but we're not there yet. We're on book no. three, so let's talk about book three. We're in the good time. <laughs> Zutalo! Back to the bad French accents. <laughs> right, Drew, as the guest, would you like to start out with your standout moments? Yes, my standout moments were... Well, one of them was definitely uh, Harry like admitting, like coming to Charlie and being like, I recognise I'm being a dick. <laughs> um, although he kind of, kind of ruins it straight away by being like, was forgiven yeah and we're like no 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 no. nah dog no little step forward does you'll get in there we'll get there but that was a really big stand-up moment for me i like that bit and the teachers Mm -hmm. it was such a happy surprise i i was like oh cute well i was reading this at three in the morning after (laughs) watching the tv show but (laughs) but no i think they were two of my big stand-up moments just cute nick and charlie and nick talking french fluently not uh, not the french that we've been bastardizing fluently french (laughs) no i think i I think the teachers were definitely my favorite part of this and charlie putting Mm -hmm. harry in his place was very very important but the teachers man Mm -hmm. the teachers i loved them they do have their own mini comic and one of them don't they (laughs) i wonder if it's volume before then but the teachers definitely have their own moment and it's precious and sweet mm-hmm. and it's like oh well they're not included in the summary because it's not part of the main book it's a little side comic mm. and that is really really nice I'm hoping they uh, they have it in yeah. the TV show a little bit hopefully. next season hopefully it will be nice because mm-hmm. both of them are in the TV show already though they're already established as being in the TV show they are? Mm-hmm. yeah Mm-hmm. In the TV show, Charlie um, goes to is it Mr. I can't remember the art teacher's um, room to have his lunch yes. and to hide out there because of when the bullying was taking place, mm-hmm. it was the only place he felt safe. And he, he's he's a bit of an artist as well, so it was just his like safe haven. So the the teacher mm-hmm. quite happily just lets him come in and just have the the space to himself. That's a good teacher. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I like that. Very good. I haven't watched the show, though. <gasps> I know. No one is surprised. I'm dead inside. <laughs> Everyone knows you this. You don't have to watch the TV Everyone show. Knows. But it's not a cheat to the books, though. It's not like, you know, you couldn't get away with mm-hmm. watching the Twilight movie or Vampire Academy movie and you could, you know, have some semblance of conversation with somebody who's read the book. With the TV series, you can't. 
because the first season has draws on a lot of elements from the t- first two volumes. So you just give yourself a way through that completely. Uh, yeah. So Claire, what were your favourite parts? What were your standout I moments? agree. The teachers starting their romance was very sweet. Um, and it's made sweeter because of the side story as well when you find out like the history a, bit, a tiniest little bit more of the history because one of them is only just starting to realise his sexuality later in, later in life and it's nice, it's a relatable kind of thing um, for an older generation not just the teeny boppers who see themselves in Nick and Charlie um, and I agree Harry being told to basically fuck off you're not getting any thanks and reward from me. But also the fact that Charlie did it and was brave enough to stand up to the bully. Yeah. Um, yeah Nick talking French, of course. Darcy getting drunk. <laughs> I, uh, spoilers, Darcy is like my favourite character yes. because she's just so ridiculous. <laughs> and the way that the teacher's like, yeah, you can have a party for Tara, that's fine, it's her 16th birthday, it's okay. Keep the noise down, be respectful of everybody else in the hotel. Fine, those rules are okay. And she's like, I'm going to score some alcohol. And I don't now, know what the... See... <laughs> well, go for No, it. I want them to have planned it. And the teachers are like, no alcohol. And you don't see the panel that they cut out with them going, wink, and then handing a bottle over. <laughs> Claire and I talked about this in the summary already, that the teachers totally planned it. They totally got her drunk mm-hmm. so she would barf on one of their beds so then they could share a bed together. That makes sense. It all took place in the alcove next to the vending machine. It did. It did. That is my That's truth. That is a sordid alcove next to the vending machine. It is. Criminal activity. Yes. Yep. Yes. I agree yeah. with this. But surprisingly, <laughs> the French legal, the illegal age of uh, alcohol in France is 18. And I don't know about you guys, but, you know... You you always kind of assume that France might be a little bit lower because they have a bit more... Li- for, for me, I've mm. always seen that they've got a more liberal attitude to alcohol. Um, mm. and You just start drinking as a baby. Well, essentially. I mean, to be fair, in, in the UK, yeah. you can drink for, legally from the age of five in, the, in your own house. Um, which is... I know it sounds weird, but it's true. I looked it up. Um <laughs> My child keeps <laughs> refusing the alcohol, not that I offer him it. <laughs> <laughs> what? I go, does anybody want a drink? You're giving your baby pints. <laughs> he's not a baby, though. He's, 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 he's still my baby. Well, you know, you know, you get up, you go, I'm going to go make myself a coffee. Does anybody want a drink? And like, yes. Well, what do you want? Beer, wine, soda, coffee? Mm-hmm. Do you want an espresso? I'll make you a double espresso. And it's like, no, no, no. Can I have some apple juice, please? Fair enough. Oh. I do like a good glass of apple juice I love apple juice mm. I used to as a child but not I so do. much as an adult I like I like juice but it's very sweet it's very sugary that's why I'm, I'm, for me the lowly diabetic yeah. you, your body craves it <laughs> I can't can't do it but yeah, Darcy getting anyway. drunk is hilarious. And so, mm-hmm. it's food poisoning. What's mm-hmm. wrong with me? Did I eat something bad? No, Darcy, you're pissed. You're pissed as a fart on cheap, <laughs> nasty vodka that you got from a shady deal at a vending machine alcohol. 
Mm-hmm. We'll be Open <laughs> We've all been given alcohol by our teacher. <laughs> Wait. No, no, for legal purposes. <laughs> for legal purposes. As far as I'm aware, for legal purposes, that's never happened to me, that section. <laughs> Wonderful. Knowing so my teachers though, I wouldn't have been surprised. Yes, sir. Not I'm just saying it didn't happen yeah, to me. Not, <laughs> did not happen to me. Didn't happen to me, but I know one happened. of them started having an affair with the students, so you know if you're gonna if you're willing to do that, you you know what's Yeah, which line is, you know, the worst one to cross? Exactly. Or is that teacher doing both and they're giving the student alcohol and then This is a this this conversation is This is took a this taking a detail. Let's get back on track. Let's let's (laughs) pretend that none of that actually happened. But yeah, drunk the drunk friends as a group, I love them all. I I want to see more of them as a drunk group. It's legal and above board and it's not cheap. Yes, everything is legal and no mm-hmm. one is breaking any laws. Exactly. Yes. When they turn 18. <laughs> Worst vodka I ever had was Asda Best Buy and it was on a train up to Edinburgh for a birthday party. Everybody was drinking. I made vodka jelly for the trip as well. Sun- and it was Sunset Palette mm-hmm. as well, jelly. Took ages. It was worth it though. But mm-hmm. somebody bought a cheap-ass bottle of as the best buy vodka and i took one sip and i thought i went blind for five seconds it was like pain stripper would have been oh, kinder God. like drinking turpentine would have been mm-hmm. kinder it was just the nastiest mm-hmm. horriblest thing i do not recommend that at 10 o'clock in the morning <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst part of that that's story. the day out well, you have a day out. You go down on the train, you do your shots, you go drink all day, and then you Oh, we come were there back. for the weekend. We did a ghost tour. Oh, We did a better. ghost tour dressed up, and I was um, uh-huh. Daphne from Scooby-Doo, and another girl was dressed as a banana. Amazing. It's wonderful. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say you were all dressed up as a Scooby-Doo I really Doo got every- tried to get everybody, but we were a vast spectrum. Birthday girl was best. And you were all drunk. By this time, I would been drunk and sobered up. So by oh, ten okay. o'clock at night, we were sober again. Mm-hmm. I had one sip of this vile, 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 inverted commas drink, and didn't drink any more of it. No, I don't. I can't do paint stripper. <laughs> I honestly couldn't tell you when the last time I had an alcoholic beverage was. Possibly Christmas. New Year. New Year. It'll be we're, we're all old and mature now. We're not, you know, 12. You say old and mature. Well, I just, the, the is the maturity because we realise the next day the hangover's not worth it? Yes. yes. This is. Yes. I want to know if Darcy got a hangover. Because at 16, I didn't get hangovers. I can imagine the teachers, as they were ushering her out of the room, Probably gave her, you know, a, a bottle of water or a cup of water or something. Mm-hmm. Like, just drink this and get out. And then as they're closing the door, they're smooching each other. Well, what, the, one of them's having having the bum Seems squeezed. The, the one in front's getting yes. the bum squeezed. 
Get out, squeeze. Yes, that's what's happening. <laughs> that is what's happening in my version of this book. Mm-hmm. Your version but of the squeezes. book has been increased in the uh, ratings. Yes. <laughs> and then also someone gets murdered. Someone that, you know, like in the background. <gasps> no, 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 no. no. Who do we want murdered? Do we want Dickhead Harry, Dickhead David, or mm. Dickhead Nick's dad? Who do you want murdered? That's why... That's why Nick and his dad haven't gotten together because Nick's dad was murdered and then they have to go on a they have to dress oh. up as the Scooby Doo characters and a banana and go on, mm-hmm. you know, a sleuthing adventure. Rewritten <gasps> done. Nick is French. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's my story. Okay. Claire, we used to do this all the time. We used to fanfic. That's why I'm thinking time. I'm enjoying this. We'll go with Drew, who, you know, we know loves a fanfiction. Drew is made of fanfiction. Uh, Drew's 90% fanfiction. 10% Twilight. I am. Yes. I, I don't see a problem with that. I mix. almost feel like it's there's more Twilight mixed in. Like 85, 15? 80, 40? 8040 80, 40. is yes. yes because that equals yeah, 100. Well, yeah, because it's the most important thing. It's got sparkliness in it. <laughs> she's 120%. Yeah, she's 120%. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fine, what? if you want to be mathematical, we'll have 6040. 60%, 60% fanfiction. 40. Yeah. Seems about right. Yes. 40% like Although 8040 mm-hmm. 80, makes me happy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh who who are favorite characters? That was bad. I was trying to get us back on track and I failed miserably. <laughs> C- can I say that I have actually been times. to Paris as well? Has anybody else been to Paris? I know Amanda hasn't. Oh. When did Yeah. What, what did you do in Paris? I, I was uh... only there for the day, but <laughs> Yeah, I've been I went to Disney Paris a few times. Did you go actually into Paris? Yeah, I went Paris to Disney on Paris. <laughs> No, just yeah. Disneyland Paris because it was back in back in the old two thousand and two, and I was small. You were just at legal drinking age of five. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Just at legal drinking age of five. I've been to Disneyland Paris a few times, but have been into the Paris City Centre, and I've been underneath the Eiffel Tower, but didn't go on top because the queue was too large and sacked that off. We didn't go to the Louvre. But we did go to the Arc de Triomphe, which is shit scary, because mm-hmm. it's just a giant roundabout with the, the arch is in the yeah. middle, and you can go in, and we you have to go underneath a subway underneath the road to then pop out into the middle of the Arc de Triomphe area, and you I don't and you just like kind of like wander around and take some pictures in the middle of this giant roundabout, which is just the Arc de Triomphe. <laughs> and the, the the road itself mm-hmm. is uninsurable. This is what we were told by the guide. It's so dangerous, the Arc de Triomphe roundabout, because people just do what the hell they want, that a lot of insurance companies will not insure you to go on to that roundabout. Yikes. Yeah, It was shit scary. You cannot cross the road. You can't just stand at the curbside, look for a gap and go. Doesn't you can't do that? You have to if you want to go actually onto the Arc de Triomphe area itself. 
like to actually go and to walk through the arch you have to go under a subway area mm. there you go oh no there you go so it's nothing like in the movies and I prefer Rome to Paris it's a nicer city people are more polite <laughs> I just want to have a cheese sandwich I'm so hungry <laughs> <laughs> I know ham and jambon. I know cheese and fromage. I was pointing. <laughs> I just couldn't get what I wanted. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Did you do the typical English thing of um No, I, I go straight up to them and go um Anglais. <laughs> Je ne peux pas français. And they go Ah straight away I acknowledge I'm English mm. and I do not know French straight away mm-hmm. and then they spit in your food no well we were in Disneyland Paris in oh. um, the Mickey restaurant and our server was trying to teach me French and she refused to actually do anything like take any order or bring any food until I spoke some French to her that she was trying to teach me and I'm like I've been in the park all day I just want my pasta but she was very nice still mm-hmm. uh, it sounds like you had a bit of a better experience at the Mickey restaurant I fell down I fell down oh! the flight of stairs head first oh. <laughs> but you were drunk you were a was drunk five year old so it was fine this yes is what I was to drunk five year old where am I click clocks were you on Heelys were you wearing Heelys yeah no, I was wearing just my um, oh, the, my click, my clock, clicky clocks. Excuse me, hello, American. <laughs> What's a clicky clock? I could like the best way I can think of describing it is probably definitely not his real name. Um, like this, like when you walk along, they like clack like behind flip-flops. you, like flip flops, like flip flops, like a, but like, like more a of a clock, and a, a mule. Like the slide, just like just the sliding shoe. It was maybe, but I, you know what? I could my memory could be different because I found out the stairs wearing sliders, but not flat ones. It sounds like Mm -hmm. you dreamed this Mm. up after you were knocked unconscious from falling falling down the stairs. (laughs) Did you see any like large six foot mice or dogs or ducks? You know, in in the fever dream. Actually, no. No, I just saw the receptionist being like, oh my god, do you want ice? <laughs> Bibliotech! Did you, Bibliotech. excuse me, <laughs> wait, did you plan all of this multiple times in your psychic future-seeing head, and then you fell down the stairs mm-hmm. and out the window so you could sue the hotel? Yes. Except for it was a restaurant. Yes. You're the reason why that scene yes. was written in Twilight. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. I was like, you know what? She needs inspiration. I'll do it. Taking it for the team. Good job. Yeah, thank you. Good job. Thank you. But that was my experience in Paris. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else that we need to talk about? Or do we need to move on? We need to move on. Oh, did we have any surprises? Mm. Oh, the teachers was a big surprise. Yeah, the teachers, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Teachers, definitely teachers. Mm-hmm. And 
And they were my favorite characters mm. too. I don't know if we said. That I did out say loud. Darcy was mine. Drew, who was yours? Mm-hmm. That's true. Oh, Nick. Nick is always my favorite character. I'd die for Nick Nelson. That's fair. <laughs> that needs to be a shirt. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it probably already is. Mm. I yeah, I don't doubt that, but I'm going to say it'll be a hangover version, and it's Brand. a and, and it's a murder. <laughs> investigation (laughs) Nick Nelson (laughs) he walked into the room yes Charlie with the the light cutting through yep noir style it's perfect and then someone's butt gets squeezed (laughs) almost perfect timing (laughs) thank you Amanda (laughs) I tried I I see see. (laughs) oh let's Let's play Would oh, You Rather. Oh, okay. You can join in with this bit, Drew. Let's Yay. play Would You Rather. Pew, pew. Pew, pew. pew. Would You Rather. Why isn't that a shirt? P.S. I always wonder, Would you rather pew, pew, need pew, 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 pew. <laughs> happening. So many things are happening. Pew, pew, pew. We asked on social media, would you rather visit the Louvre or go to the top of the Eiffel Tower? On Facebook, 85% said Louvre. On Instagram, it was 78% for the Eiffel Tower. On Twitter, it was 75% for the Eiffel Tower. And on TikTok, 74% the Eiffel Tower. Those percentages are so close. Except for the Facebook yeah. one. It's the opposite. And it's, it's no, I... almost... <laughs> Drew's percentage of her Twilight versus fanfiction. <laughs> that might 80, be the, that 40. might be the, the the poll for this week. Let's skip Would You Rather and go. What is <laughs> Drew's fanfiction Twilight percentage? And then everybody vote. And the answer is eighty four. I'd like to see. <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't get eighty forty, I'm going to be so ideally. Upset. <laughs> How do I manipulate Anyhow, that might be a just for fun after this episode goes live. <laughs> Let's get some. It's gonna go in our book club chat. Yes. They'll be the best ones yes. to answer. Give them time mm-hmm. to think about some responses. Uh, let's do some yes. would you rather questions because we're <laughs> off the rails this week. Jeez. We are. Well, somebody called Drew we're on Facebook responded, but we don't care about her thoughts right now. So we'll go straight to Vincent on no, Facebook. Um, Who wants to see an oversized McGarnel kit? Take me to the art and shit. <laughs> Colin on Facebook says, I will look at art because there's boobs and butts and I can say, no, I'm not being a pervert. I'm just looking at the art. But in reality, I'll know I'm just looking at boobs and butts. <laughs> Drew, do you want to read one out? Oh, oh, yes. So Katrina on Facebook says, I'm not good with heights, so I'd rather visit the l- the love. Annie on Facebook says it's magical heartstopper world so there's no line of people in front of the Mona Lisa so I pick the Louvre to which I had to reply to Annie with the picture from inside the Louvre of um, (laughs) all the people all the people in front of the Mona Lisa 
Bree on Facebook says, give me pretty art over heights any day. Imagine if it rained and we got caught on the tower. Ooh. And then Coral on Facebook says, I've always wanted to do both, but if I had to do one, it would be the Eiffel Tower at night when the lights Ooh, are twinkling nice. bright. I like that. When, it, when it's twilight. No. It's, it's twilight, <laughs> Edward murmured. <laughs> oh, Jesus. In this episode of Fictional Hangover, we talk about Twilight. Crystal <laughs> <laughs> uh, on Facebook said, if I had to choose art, but I don't want to have to choose. If I'm in Paris, I want to see it all. Sorry, Crystal, you can only go for one. You're in there for a day. A day, and that's it. L20Cav on Instagram said, I'm scared of heights, so not been up the tower yet, but I'm trying to face my fears, so I would like to retry. I'd love to try the water test, too. That liquid poured actually travels blown up instead of falling down. I feel like someone will already have tried the pee version of this on days that the toilets at the top are out of order. I was really worried, L20Cav that you weren't going to circle back to PP, but you did. He can always, <laughs> That's my he surprise. He can always be relied on with bodily functions. He can. He can. <sighs> Ruth Knost on Instagram says, The love, it has, it has lots more views. It's nice. And I'll say that differently Please every time do. I say it. Welcome to every yeah. episode of Fictional yeah. Hangover. <laughs> Amanda, we have comments oh, from the have... library. Yeah, we have a couple library comments this time. One says the Louvre. They have Van Gogh's work there. And that's all the convincing I need. Claire, I want you to read the next one because it's in French. Yeah. The Louvre. Mais oui, c'est ça. C'est ça? C'est ça? Hmm. Let's put... I have no idea. Butchering Hold on, it. hold on. I've already got and... the French-English translation open. <laughs> Very good. Mais oui, c'est ça. There you go. Thank you. Very good. Louvre, Thank mais you. oui, c'est ça. There and... you are. Perfect. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. It's perfect. And you did it on the first try? With... With, I, I did yeah, it on the first try really with heavy edits. Yes. But also, again, hi, welcome to Fictional Hangover. <laughs> Where did one class screws up? <laughs> oh, there was one more comment from the library. OMG, I have quite literally already been to both. The Eiffel Tower is overrated. You stand in line for two hours to get into the elevator, and the view at the top is meh. The Louvre is mind-blowing, amazing. I could spend weeks in there and still not be tired of it. My in-laws went to the Louvre. Like, they've been to Paris a few times, but they went when the museum creators were on strike and they didn't realise. And every single museum in Paris was free to enter. So, the, yeah. I thought they were free anyway. No, it's not like the Natural oh, History yeah. Museum or the British Museum. The well, more you know. the more I know. I don't know how much it costs, but there you go. Okay, so where are you two going? I'm going to the, the Louvre. I'm going to go see the art because I, as I said in my Facebook comment, I can't do heights. So I'm not going up the Eiffel Tower that sways in the wind. Mm. Does it sway in the wind? 
<laughs> it probably does. That's what I've heard. Yeah, but if it didn't, I think it's if so it didn't it... sway in the wind, then it would just snap off. Mm. Just, it would be so brittle and it would break into a thousand pieces. And then there would be murders and deaths <laughs> that we would have to investigate. Heartstopper murder investigations. Um, I've been to the Eiffel Tower. I haven't been to the top. Um, so I'm going to go to the Louvre. Because I honestly don't think you can beat the heights. Mm-hmm. Having Having been to New York and being both to the top of the Empire State Building and the Rockefeller Center during the day and at night time, I do not think any skyline will ever beat those views. So I'm going to move. I have been to the top of the Space Needle and it spins around and it has a clear floor. Oh. And that's vomit-inducing. Oh. <laughs> but I've done that. And, you know, Seattle has a very nice skyline as well. So I'll go... I'll I'll go and see the Eiffel Tower, but I think I'd rather go to the Louvre. I think there's more, there's more to do there. Mm. Yeah. Right? I mean, the Eiffel Tower is just a tower. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'll, I'll go... I'll go look at art. We'll mm-hmm. all go together and look at art. And then we'll sit in the cafe drinking, you know, haughtily, passing critique at everybody and everything. Yes, eating croissant. <laughs> or a pan au chocolat, which you've never, ever, ever experienced. <laughs> One day, day, maybe. One day. One day. I think we've probably fairly, actually, probably, possibly even answered the next question. Do you think so? Just with just, that, just with us, just now talking about croissant, croissant and you know alcohol. Croissant. Yeah. Oh, go for it. Let's yeah. Go for it. All Ask right. it. Yes. Would you rather eat a stale croissant, and you have to say it like that, or drink cheap vodka? Stale croissant. 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 It's fine. Me too. I don't want I don't want to drink cheap vodka. We've had this. We've had this chat. If I wanted a potato, I'd eat a potato. That's right. Not the water. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Having had both. I can tell you right now, a steel croissant is much nicer. Of course. So of course I'm going to have a steel croissant. And even better, if I can have it with like a cappuccino or something and I can dunk it into the hot beverage or hot chocolate mm. and that kind of reinvigorate the pastry. Would you like to dip it into uh, cheap vodka? No, no, no. Because <laughs> as you put it in, it would be like something out of The Simpsons. Or like, you know, the Joker and Harley Quinn origin story when they go into the acid and you just see it mm. and when it comes mm. out, it's oh. going to take over the world and not in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. And it's going to have grills in and it's going to have face tattoos. No! It's going to have a tattoo that says mum. <laughs> no! <and a> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. 
it's so glad that Jared Leto's The Joker is just a croissant dipped in vodka. <laughs> <laughs> and that mm-hmm. is my new favorite thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, next question. Would you rather go to a birthday party or a slumber party? It depends on who's at the party. Shitbag Harry turns up. Mm. If it's a No. If mm. it's a fictional hangover slumber party, slumber party. But if it's people that I don't like, mm. then I'm picking birthday party because I can just leave at any time. Yeah. Yeah. But I get cake at a birthday oh, party. Cake at a birthday yes. Party. There's always cake. It's not a birthday party without cake. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Birthday yeah. party. It's great. <laughs> See, I'm going to a birthday party in a couple of months, and I know the birthday person and their partner, and that's that. Mm-hmm. Until yesterday, that was it. But now it turns out a couple more friends are going. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> it's just like the the tension I had in my shoulders was like I didn't realise was there until I found out that I'm I'm going to know three other people. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, phew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people oh, I know people, people I actually like, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. See, yeah, I don't want to go to a birthday party because, Claire, you're exactly right. I don't want to be surrounded by people I don't know. And I will know everyone mm-hmm. at the slumber party. Exactly. There's that familiarity. Mm-hmm. You know, I will pre-warn people. Yeah. I do have a little bit of a snore thing because of my nose, but, you know, deal with it. But it's a slumber party. The chances yeah, are I'm not going to go sleeping. sleeping. Yeah, we're not sleeping at the no. slumber party. We'll be watching, we'll be watching Twilight. Twilight. We'll be eating yes. popcorn and throwing popcorn and, you know, bullying mm-hmm. the baker to go make us cookies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can I Sounds can right see all of this happening in my brand new yes. house. So it has to it's happen. It's going to be... And then we but then we'll still the have lake. a birthday cake because we'll just say this is a makeup party for all of the parties that we never get a chance to have together. Yes. Yes. And then yes. there'll be like a million mm-hmm. candles and we'll try not to burn your brand new house down. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Don't burn my house. Down. We'll be one candle at a time. Yes. <laughs> you know the candles that relight themselves? Or the ones that are sparkling? Oh, no, you can get the ones that just look, they look like a regular candle and you blow it out, but it doesn't stay, it relights itself straight away. Uh, yeah, so trip, if we get one of those candle, and then everybody can take the turn. And then it's. Yes. I think we should mm-hmm. pass it around, though, because I don't want anyone blowing their spit breath on cake and then we eat it. It's true. Yeah. So we'll just pass it around. Yeah, and then it. we'll have a seance. Yes. And then, was it light yeah. as a feather? We'll play light as a feather, stiff mm-hmm. as a board. Mm hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then we'll throw someone into the lake. Yes. Yes. Don't worry, Drew. It's happening. Okay. <laughs> It's my favorite, and then we can reenact Friday the Thirteenth without yes. the murder. There is going to be a Jason <laughs> Voorhees sunk into the lake. Nice. Oh my god. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Anyway, we're not talking about my house anymore, <laughs> even though I'm really excited to talk about my house, even though it's not ready That's yet. The itinerary set. At least we've got that down. <sighs> Done. Done. <Yeah. laughs> All right. We have another we question. Do. We have a couple more questions, I right? Think we're very mm-hmm. true. <laughs> 
Would you rather answer the door to your crush, but you're a mess and still in your PJs, or answer the door to your classmates with a huge and very obvious hickey on your neck? Hmm. I hate the word hickey. Me too. Do you know what I hate even worse? Me three. Sucky. Ooh. It's awful, isn't Never it? Never heard that. Ugh. Why? Never oh, heard it must that. be a colloquialism then, because honestly... Uh, you got a sucky. Oh, God. Never heard of it. Ew. No. no. Oh. Stop it. Stop saying sucky. Oh. <laughs> no, that's not okay. You have a sucky. <laughs> no. Sucky. Your sucky is mad. <laughs> no. I'm glad we didn't talk about Heartstopper. At all. <laughs> We've just talked episode. about vampires. <laughs> All vampires all the time. Okay, I think I think we can safely say exactly. then we're all answering the door in a mess in our PJs and it's our crush. Yes. yes. That's what I do anyway. <laughs> so normal yes. state of being. Yes. No yes. suckies oh, allowed. Stop saying it. <laughs> oh my god, Drew, help us. Do you have a question for the love of I all that is holy? Yes. Hopefully, this shouldn't get us off track. But would you rather hang out with Shitbag Harry or Shitbag oh, David? No. Oh, mm. oh no. Mm. Shitbag <sighs> Harry in Paris and he gets mm-hmm. murdered. I'm so going to loop her back. You, you're gonna I'm going to loop her back. Yeah. I'm going to go to the Arc de Triomphe yeah. with him and I'm going to mm-hmm. tell him, you know the best mm-hmm. way to get to the arch? Walk over the road. We'll cross the road. Mm. <laughs> or we could throw him off the top of the yes. Apple Tower. Or we could feed him an entire mm-hmm. bottle of the cheap vodka and leave him on the balcony in the cold. Yes, mm. that would also be good. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I'd probably go for Shitbag Harry because he's kind of like, maybe I'm a di- maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the problem. And we're like, yes, you are the problem. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you all, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I'm also going to pick Harry, Shitbag Harry, because, like, Shitbag David is your brother, and you have to deal with him all the time for your entire life. Mm. But Shitbag Harry's just a guy that you go to school with, and you know what? He's probably going to amount to mm-hmm. nothing and, you know, fall off the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you don't have to worry about him. Exactly. You can walk long. away from so, Harry yeah. guilt free. Yeah, but you can't you mm-hmm. can't walk away from you, your brother. Well, you could you could if you need well, you can. to. You need to. Can. But yeah, yeah, at this stage in Nick's life, especially, he's only six, seventeen. Mm-hmm. He he can't because mm-hmm. he can't legally yeah. leave home. Yeah. No. But no, every time I see David's face, I'm like, oh. I already Grinds know what Amanda's favorite <laughs> scene is going to be in Volume Four. Oh, I'm excited, but don't tell me. That's fair. I need to tell you. Oh, yes. Brand new. And see if you're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Favorite final thought quote? Drew, do you want to go first? Oh, I do. So, <laughs> since when could you speak French? Like an actual French person? Oh, uh, my dad is French. Since when? Since his birth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my favorite yes. little interruption. Oh, that's perfect. So from the controller. So mm. Yes. 
Oh, there's one that I feel like is all of our favorites um, because Twilight is mentioned. So I feel like um, I feel like you should share that one too, Drew. Ah, okay. My time to yes. shine. Your time to sparkle. Oh my god, your time to dazzle. <laughs> my time to sparkle. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was just saying that Charlie's crush on you was really extreme. Shut up. It was like Twilight <laughs> levels of pining. Yes. It's like you're my own personal brand. <laughs> no, 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 make it hot super appropriate. You're my own brand of croissant. No. You're my own personal brand of croissant. No. Uh. Oh. Oh, I love it, but I hate it at the same time. <laughs> oh. oh. Claire, what are oh. yours? I don't think I can beat those ones. Um, There's no beating no Twilight. Beating Twilight. <laughs> oh, this one is basically just me, but I don't necessarily say it out loud, and it's a Darcy. What are you whispering about? And can I be involved? <laughs> <laughs> and another Darcy one. Oh, oh you're one. being gay. Good job. Carry on. <laughs> and I'm going to give you my last one. And I think everybody can relate to this one, especially from the early days of um, social media. You don't want to change our relationship status on Facebook? Wow. Guess I've been internet dumped. <laughs> I know many people who, on their wedding day changed their Facebook status to married straight away. And it's like, felt more legal than signing the register. And I'm like, really? <sighs> yeah. Yes. Facebook it's Facebook official. official. <laughs> I'm going to say my yes. quotes. Please don't say hanky panky. Please don't say hanky panky. I hate you, which they say to each other all the time. And then finally, it's annoying when people think we're best platonic bros. <laughs> it's my favorite one. Best platonic bros. <laughs> Yeah, best. Yeah, it's like gal pals. Yeah, yeah, they're bros. Some they're they're best they're bras. bras. Hey bra, bra mate. Hey mate. Hey mate. May. 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 You you probably have never done that to 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 Jacob, but every now and again I'll turn to Colin and go, "We do mate." He's like, did you just meet me? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so then he goes, bro, like, pal. <laughs> and it's so awkward and horrible. It's so yeah, no, I have not. I have not done that. I, yeah. no, I do it with my boyfriend all the time. Bra. But it's like, bra. 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 No. no. <laughs> um, okay. If you liked this, try this. Do we have anything to recommend? I do. Drew, do you have anything? Um, I don't remember if I said it last time, but uh, yes, the other, <laughs> the the other Alice Oseman books, Solitaire, top two. Nice. It's fine. It's I don't think fun. you said that last time, so it's fine. Yeah. Solitaire is yeah, nice very fun. Story. All about. Glory. Mm. And it takes place in yes. Heartstopper. Yes. Does it take mm. place in the background when she's sneaking around and appearing in the middle of nowhere? 
Yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right. Yes. Yes. I'm trying to think where it is. I'm trying to think. I can't remember when it I starts. I think it's the next. Is it the next one when she has she has she had a haircut for, yet for you, Amanda? No, it must be but volume four. No, she was only in this one for a few minutes because mm. then they went. To it Paris. must be volume four then. Mm-hmm. And she showed up and yes. said, "Oh yeah, I already know they're gay." And then she disappeared. Drinking her lemonade. Iconic. Yes. Okay. I'm going to recommend The Times I Knew I Was Gay by Eleanor Cruz, which is a graphic novel. It's YA. Um, and actually got a Goodreads Choice nominee for Best Graphic Novel and Comic in 2020. And it looks sweet. Ellie always had questions about who she was and how she fit in. As a girl, she wore black, obsessed over Willow in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and found dating boys much more confusing than many of her friends did. As she grew older, so did her fears and a deep sense of unbelonging. From her first communion to her first girlfriend via a swath of self-denial, awkward encounters and everyday courage, Ellie tells her story through gorgeous illustrations, a fresh and funny self-portrait of a young woman becoming herself. The times I knew I was gay reminds us that people sometimes come out not just once, but again and again. That identity is not necessarily about falling in love with others, but about coming to terms with oneself. Full of vitality and humour, it will ring true for anyone who has taken the time to discover who they truly are. And I liked it because it's a female-centric view of coming out and self-discovery and self-identity. Whereas with Heartstoppers, though we do have Darcy and Tara, it is very much Nick and Charlie's, which again is an important story to yeah. be told. But mm-hmm. I like this as like as yeah. an alternative viewpoint. Mm-hmm. So there you awesome. go. All right, I found one called "She Gets the Girl," and it's by Rachel Lippincott and Allison Derrick. And um, Rachel Lippincott, if everyone will remember, in the before times, um, is the author of Five Feet Apart." Ah, yeah. Um, yeah, so mm-hmm. we know we can trust that this is a good story. Um, so here is the summary from Goodreads. Alex Blackwood is a little bit headstrong with a dash of chaos and a whole lot of flirt. She knows how to get the girl. Keeping her, on the other hand, not so much. Molly Parker has everything in her life totally in control, except for her complete awkwardness with just about anyone besides her mom. She knows she's in love with the impossibly cool Cora Myers. She just hasn't actually talked to her yet. Alex and Molly don't belong on the same planet, let alone the same college campus. But when Alex, fresh off a bad but hopefully not permanent breakup, discovers Molly's hidden crush as their paths cross the night before classes start, they realize they might have a common interest after all. Because maybe if Alex volunteers to help Molly learn how to get her dream girl to fall for her, she can prove to her ex that she's not a selfish flirt, that she's ready for an actual commitment. And while Alex is the last person Molly would ever think she could trust, she can't deny Alex knows what she's doing with girls, unlike her. As the two embark on their five-step plans to get their girls to fall for them, though, they both begin to wonder if maybe they're the ones falling for each other mm. yes wholesome I love it this sound like <laughs> baked good pe- people that we would love and adore yes mm-hmm. yes do we have a spotlight this week 
Yes, yes, we do. Um, this one is called Paper Planes by Jenny Wood, and it comes out in May, so it's not out yet. Everyone be on the lookout for this one. High schoolers Leighton Worthington and Dylan Render have always been inseparable, but when they're both shipped off to a summer camp for troubled youth in the aftermath of a tragic event, their lifelong friendship is put to the test. Neither chose to be there, but they'll need a positive evaluation from the camp to avoid being sent away so they can continue attending high school with their friends. The Challenges of Camp pushes the once inseparable Dylan and Leighton onto personal journeys of self-discovery that force them to re-examine the incident that threatens their futures, explore the friendship they have shared for so long, and discover the type of person each of them truly wants to be. It also sounds precious, and so I just wish that there, mm -hmm. you know, maybe the tragic event was a murder that they have to solve. In Paris. Because everything is just is so precious. Yes. I need some gore back in my life. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't read these books because they are precious and adorable and wonderful in every way. I'm mm -hmm. just not. <laughs> I'm dead on the inside. But you can have precious. You can have your precious cinnamon roll of Nick and Charlie, and their uh -huh. journey of self discovery, whilst they solve a murder. Yes, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Sound. That sounds like a plan. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Fictional Hangover. I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire. And I'm Drew. Join us next time as we discuss Patricia Wants to Cuddle <laughs> by Samantha Allen. Look out for our Would You Rather polls on social media. Don't forget about our book club and monthly challenges on Facebook. Be sure to visit our shop on Redbubble at fictionalhangover.redbubble.com for all your favorite fictional hangover-themed merchandise and become a patron of ours on Patreon at patreon.com slash fictionalhangover. Until next time, remember, the only cure for a fictional hangover is another book. You can find us at fictionalhangover.com, follow us on Instagram at fictionalhangover, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fictionalhangover, and on Twitter at fictionalhangover, no E-R. If you like this episode, check out our others, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss out. And finally, special thanks to Liz Emerson for her music. You can find her on Facebook and Patreon. Thanks for listening. <laughs>